This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose, sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, and welcome to Transcend with Nat. This is Nat. I am your host. I'm going to share with you today about peace. And this is an episode that I've actually been sitting on for quite some time now. Uh, I recorded it quite a while ago, but recently I was having a discussion with someone who lives in Ukraine and her points were very much aligned in terms of how she was viewing their current situation, wanting, very much wanting there to be a peace as quick as possible so that they can go back to their normal lives. And It just seems that so much of the messaging these days and so many people misunderstand peace and those things that lead to peace. Um, Now, my friend in Ukraine was pretty aware of how what was needed for that in terms of ultimately there was going to be needing a diplomatic and negotiating solution and the more money that's spent on war, the more weapons that come into her country, the longer the war will just continue. And that was her view, and, and I think it matches pretty closely with how it works. You know, we can look at different levels, and the first level is just follow the money and see who's making the money. And it seems that like a lot of people think that they're supporting peace when in fact they're just supporting the prolonging of war because peace really is that cessation of againstness. And it's easy to observe, you know, we talk about these universal principles, but it's very easy to observe them in a practical way and how they function in the world. And it's not to judge it because unless you know the karma of the situation, what's being played out, what is being balanced on uh, a level of communities and nations and also as individuals, it's better not to judge the situation, especially when you have situations that they just don't make sense or they seem unnecessary would be a better way of putting it Uh, because they make sense if you look at them in certain ways, but they, they may seem also very unnecessary. Often uh, there is something being balanced out, uh, being worked through. And, you know, as one who supports or is, I'd say a better way of saying it is in tune with the peaceful present, the the peaceful nature uh, that is our inherent nature in terms of when we just let go and are present and are observing, we automatically move into that state of peace. When we let go of the fighting, you don't fight for peace. That's just not how it works. You know, fighting begets more fighting. War begets, begets more war. Really, it becomes a level of our consciousness. So talking to her inspired me to put this episode 
out. I'm actually using a seminar from John Roger, and it is called Peace is Present, Excerpts for Maintaining Loving. And that's available at msia.org. And it is a great seminar that uh, has excerpts about peace and about maintaining that. And I really only use maybe the first 15 minutes of this seminar, which is in its entirety a really great seminar about these situations. And I love how he, he takes a very universal view of it, just discussing how these things work. Um, and we can observe it in our world today. You know, all you have to do is understand understand that peace is present and that underneath all of the warring that that once that subsides there is peace and that is an experience that you can have regardless of what is taking place in the world on a personal level and the more that you function and vibrate to that vibration of peace uh, the more you put that out and that's really one of the best things you can do is to have greater peace inside of you that that you demonstrate out into the world because ultimately you don't create peace with groups you have to create it individually and that means that you vibrate to that frequency and then you attract more of that in your life and then others it can inspire others to vibrate to that frequency. Um, and speaking of frequencies, it's interesting living in as a, as a totally, completely other note, it's, it, it is interesting living in uh, the Bermuda Triangle as I constantly am having issues with my electronics here. And it's just, I think there's some sort of energetic frequency here that at times does some funny things to my electronics for sure. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of the uh, entertaining, sometimes frustrating uh, aspects of living here. So without further ado, I'm going to jump into the first excerpt. So here you go. We have a statement where we say, peace is present. There's not a qualifier on there saying, peace is present when there's no violence, or peace is present when peace is present. We're saying, peace is present. Now, if you care to be upset about that, peace is still present. If you care to be angry and blow your stack, peace is still present. And it's just allowing you your expression. So if you decide to express peace as present, it's in a high state of cooperation with you already. So even though there's like a violent situation going on, if we did not have a reference of peace, we would not know the violence. So if we, when we have anger, the only way we know anger as such is there's a reference of peace there also. So we could be angry in a peaceful way and have the results physically and behaviorally show peace even though there's tremendous anger about it. Sometimes the anger comes up 
as a protective device. And we express ourselves in anger. Well, if your child were to run out in front of a car and you've told the child not to do that and they're old enough to know better, but they're just going to... And then they turn around and look back at you to see if they're getting away with it and do run into the car, you will be very, very angry at them because they've put themselves into jeopardy and you'll also be angry at the driver of the car because they're the driver of the car. It doesn't matter who they are. And so that loud, terrifying cry of stop and done in anger can change many things and it does not have the lack of peace in there. And sometimes anger is an extremely powerful weapon of self-protection against somebody who is out of control and is trying to be violent towards you, you bring up your anger and hold theirs, but behind yours is peace. And it's not something you understand, it's something you do, and then look back in awe of, wow, I had so much anger in there, I held everybody's anger at bay. I out yelled them, out screamed them, and as soon as they stopped, I was immediately at peace. Uh, there's no revenge or, or uh, fighting going on there. There's just a situational behavior. And some people who just see that little slice out of your life says, you know, she fights at everything. They're just seeing one little bit of your life where you say, that was the first and only time that I've ever been angry like that. But when it came up, it astounded you with the power of anger. When it's used correctly, it'll disperse itself. When it's used vengefully, anger is not a good thing to have in your system. Its very nature is self-inflammatory. There's just no, I mean, if, if I'm going to work out my anger and I'm just angry, 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 that's what I'm going to have. If I want to work out my anger, I stop doing anger and start going towards something else, something that's peaceful or empathetic or compassionate. And that works out the anger by not participating in it. So that reminds me of this time that I was in a barroom brawl um, and with John Roger, and um, who's doing the seminar on peace, and with his successor, John Morton. We were the ones fighting, at least. There were other people present at the time. And there was, we're fighting these other guys that just words escalated between John and and these drunk Irish guys in Texas, and of all places, of course. And <laughs> actually, recently, maybe it was a year ago or a year and a half ago or something, I was, I was back and um, in Austin for a couple days and was able to visit the place that this happened. And it was really a trip to remember that evening because we had just come from a gathering of peacemakers, of a fundraiser for peace, and then ended up in this barroom brawl. And me and JR came to the aid of John, who was basically fighting off these three or four other guys. And it was, you know, full-on blood and violence and punching and throwing it down and at the end of it and I, this is where 
I think the learning, the lesson was in it all is that, at least for myself, I was just coming to the aid of a friend, and I know that JR was doing that too. Seems to be our nature in being there for for a friend in jeopardy. So we all threw punches. There was the ambulance. There was the police. There was the whole thing. And JR went in the ambulance with John to the hospital, and we followed behind. And I believe it was afterwards, JR was talking to me about what he had talked to John about. And the basically what I got from the conversation that JR was saying was that we needed to really just drop it to let it go. Like, don't keep the fight going. The fight happened. You know, we got involved. The violence happened. And obviously emotions were high. And the anger was expressed in that that way. But afterwards, it was really important not to continue creating the anger, creating the fight inside of ourselves. And... It was a, a good lesson because, you know, we come across these situations where sometimes the anger does get brought up, does get sparked, and it is important to let it go because when we hold on to it, like you said, it is by its nature self-inflammatory. And one of the things in dealing with our own health is we're looking for anti-inflammatory, for things that bring down the inflammation Especially as you get older, you, one of the things that you're constantly working on if you want to be healthy and be active is to bring down um, any areas of inflammation. So carrying anger, looking for revenge uh, is not a healthy approach to life and is, is not in line with peace because we really do get what we focus upon and we create more of what we focus upon. So the way of dealing with anger really is to drop it, to let it go, to focus on something else, as Jer said in that excerpt. And there is that part of us, though, as I was watching these two little boys who were brothers fighting the other day, um, not fighting in a mean way, but kind of roughhousing, and then they were asked to stop, and so they both had to stop hitting each other in that moment, they were sitting there for a minute, and the little one brought up his uh, point that he said, can I get just, a, I just want a little bit of revenge. Can I just get a little bit of revenge? <laughs> and I think that that's like a voice inside of all of us, is that we all want just a little bit of <laughs> revenge. So it's important to look inside and to let go of those situations where things may have been, in our experience, less than peace, and understanding that behind it is the peace, and all we have to do is let go of that and move towards it. All right, let's go to the next excerpt. We're now starting to come into the wisdoms of behavior and getting along and letting somebody who has an issue have the issue till they're through with it instead of picking up their issue and then giving it to somebody else like a domino effect. We're taking the domino out, so when it gets there, it stops. In other words, when negativity gets to me, it stops. I don't pass it on. I put light in on it or take that domino out. And some people think I'm going to maybe perpetuate emotion, and I don't. And they get really upset with me that I won't do it. 
because they also think they're righteously right. And if they are, it doesn't need my help. And if they're not, they don't need my help. This is such an important point. When the negativity reaches you, what happens? Do you pick it up? Do you continue it? Do you add on to it? Or does it stop with you? Do you put light into it? Do you remove it from continuing on? Just allowing the negativity to stop with you and not promoting it and continuing it from you to others, I mean, that's a huge service. It's a huge ministry. That's a huge way of being that can create more peace in your life and in the world. You know, I remember sitting with JR and I did this often. For those of you who don't know, I, I lived and worked with John Roger for many years. And so I'd sit, I remember sitting next to him one day and uh, I was just talking to him about something that I was very upset about or it was really bothering me about something going on in one of his organizations or with the people in the organization and, and how I was experiencing it. And as I was talking to him, the emotional energy, the, the charge that I had on the situation, I could just see it get like, not even get to him physically, but like I'd, I'd speak it and then I'd see it kind of fall to the ground before it reached him. And it was just this, the negativity was just like dropping. It was just dispersing before it even really reached him. And before I was done with what was going on, the whole energy I had behind it, the charge was just gone. And I was like, oh, okay, well, there you go. You know, it's move on from that. And it was just this interesting process. And so he really did that from many levels. And I got to see that and experience that with him. And I think that that's something, even when I'm working with my clients in my coaching business, a lot of times I'm just holding that light so that whatever they're expressing and whatever they are dealing with in their lives, if I can hold that consciousness to the greatest level I can of, that, of the peace, of the light, as they speak, it can just shift the energy for them and it can shift it inside of them. And so that's something that I, I learned and, and got to experience with JR and that, that I do to the best I can in, in my practice and my coaching practice with, with people. And as a little promotional plug for my coaching business, if you are interested, you're welcome to reach out to me at my website, transcend.online. If you have questions or interest in knowing more about working with me in that way. One of the things he mentioned is just the righteousness that people come with their positions. And I think there's no shortage of righteous people today. And especially when it comes to war and everything, it seems. People seem to be more and more ingrained and positioned in whatever position they are, um, thinking that they're right. And, you know, that's cool because that's how people are. Uh, but the question really is, is when that gets to you, 
does it stop with you or do you continue the cycle of violence, of upset, of disturbance, of righteousness, of this emotional negative energy or, or does the negativity stop with you? And that's something I highly encourage you to look at and, and keep as a focus in your life just to allow it to stop with you. You don't have to do anything with it. You just don't add to it. You just let it go. So let's go to the next excerpt. One thing is we know that excitement and sensation is what we look for here on the planet, and that's what the media presents to us. And we get it, and we go, wow, and we're all excited, and we're all emotional, and we all get disturbed, and now we're really up in the air about it. Instead of saying, wait a minute, there's violence. Let's don't go do more violence to cure violence. That's like throwing gasoline on a burning fire. We're going to have one hell of a fire. And you say, well, what do you throw on a fire? Nothing. You take away everything that can burn. It'll go out. And I think that we as individuals can walk by the munition factories and not choose to participate in it, and it will close itself down through lack of financial ability as we evolve to the next step of choosing a higher way of being and relating with each other. And there's a whole bunch of people that are running their lives and everybody else's by dollars. And they really don't care who we are as conscious level people, as individuals, as spiritual beings, as people being allowed choices. Because we're going to learn from our choices, good or bad. But if we don't have the choices, we have stopped the learning. And we're here to learn. So if we make mistakes and buy guns and somebody gets killed, Believe me, there's a strange karma in there that is prevailing that those people would have done it some other way, but we're also self-teachers to each other by our own violence. We teach others not to be that way. But what we're doing is people are running away from the violence in such horrific agony and using horrific terms when we really might not know that maybe this is just desserts coming upon people and they've just balanced out all their karma. And, if, and if, if that's taken place, we might go, my God, how thankful we are that they finished all that and it's over with and now they're on to the greater glory of learning and teaching. So what we want to do is make sure that we are learning through the right presentation and the correct presentation of information and not that we recoil uh, and rebel against those who are in authority to put things on us because that recoiling and rebelling does not present peace. So being prepared and knowing the processes and issues of peace allows you to recognize them when they appear and suggest gentle approaches to move through into a process. So there's no one has to be forced into acceptance of anything. We just recognize what is available and move towards it doesn't mean we're get it either. It just means we're moving towards it. There's a lot in that excerpt, you know, first off about the media. And I think that even more so now with social media and with the algorithms and stuff, it's, it's very programmed to upset people, to enrage people, to get people excited. And also just traditional media is, it seems to be doing the same and, has been doing the same for a long time. So to just to be aware of that, you know, that that's, 
something going on and that's something that that you can disconnect from it can be very healthy at times to disconnect from what the meat is showing you and to especially not believe anything you're shown and one of the other things he brought it forward was just the the stopping of funding war funding munitions funding these things and and just stop feeding energy to it let's put it that way that you know the more energy we feed into war it, it doesn't stop the war the way way to stop it it's almost like a fire you know if you can take away the fuel rather than add fuel that's how you stop it and there's a lot of people who they and, and institutions organizations governments they want to add fuel because there's a lot of dollar signs at the end of of doing that there's dollar signs there's more levels of control the and power and the power power struggle game if you just look at the energetic of it the more energy and you know money's a form of energy our focus our attention is a form of energy that we put into war the more war we're going to get we're not going to get more peace by doing that so just understanding that is important if you want to live towards peace and the other thing to understand is that sometimes we see what's going on and and we can move into judgment of that and understanding that you know there may be a karmic balancing action taking place and so unless you can see it it's better not to judge it, it doesn't mean you have to support it doesn't mean you have to promote it. It just means when you're judging it, the judgments are also energy. You're giving your focus, your energy in a negative way to that situation, which gives it fuel to continue. Um, and so having greater understanding until you can see what that is from a higher plane, a higher perspective, to rather than move into judgment, Rather than move into issue, move into process. And that was one of, one of the ways that Jared taught of moving into peace is that if you're in an issue, you're not in, in peace. You're not cooperating with peace or that peace is present. When you move out of the issue and into a process, there's a movement there. And in that movement, we're going, we can be going towards peace. And, and the importance of learning that in education and not something that like we have to force people into but but really just being that voice of of saying you know this is how it works and allowing people the choice trying to control people and not allowing them the choice of their own mistakes that type of approach it's not really functional for what we're here for we're here to learn we're here to grow this is a classroom you know how we live in this world is, is about, uh, it's about our learning and not learning like memorizing like we do in school, but more experiential learning and one that is that of awakening into different levels of consciousness and different vibrations and different perspectives so that as we see, as we, we move up in our awareness, that becomes the learning. So let's move to the next excerpt. My question or ask for help is the consciousness of peace with all of the warring. How do we hold to that in a better way? 
Well, karma is fulfilling itself. And it isn't necessarily a peaceful process because it goes against the personality ego, not the spiritual ego. That's who I am is the spiritual ego. As soon as we sit in the I am consciousness, we can see that all this is working out perfectly. So there's nothing to fear but the fear itself, and it's real. As we manifest it inside of us, it becomes real, but it's not real out here in the world. But if you get with the group that is rioting and there's fear, you'll pick up the fear in that rioting. So one thing is don't join a riot or a rock-throwing team because those are really going against the God and the other person. Some of that just reiterated what I was talking about before, just about how we see the, some of these things that are going on are, are the karma just fulfilling itself. And it's not always a pretty process to watch karma fulfill itself or an easy process. That part about the spiritual ego, about the who we truly are, the I am, and once we move into that awareness, and from that awareness, we can see how there's the perfection in all those things. And then he talks about like not involving yourself in, in the riot or rock-throwing contest. It's, it's basically like don't join in on the negativity. And how I relate to that is where there's destruction, where there's this group consciousness that comes in towards destroying, towards violence. And it isn't necessarily that group consciousness that is moving in cooperation with what is with a, a direction of purpose in a peaceful way, cooperating with the peace that is present, but standing up for something positive and for the respecting of the God in all people, including those who may disagree or we have conflict with, we can approach that in our own integrity and integrity as a group uh, but as soon as you move into that consciousness of againstness, where there's it, it moves in a different way, and then you can tap into that fear, as he was saying, you pick that up. And so it's best not to get involved in that if your intention is to have greater peace in your life and in the world. So let's move to the next and last excerpt here. A lot of the people that prosecuted the Jews in Auschwitz and um, other uh, torture camps during World Wars One and Two, they're coming back in and being prosecuted by everybody around them. It's just balancing the scales. It's like, did you learn? It looks so far like, well, not really. So there's not going to be the earth being pulled up as much as there's going to be a lot of people coming back to redo what they didn't do. And that, that's going to come out of what 10% level you're dealing with now or not dealing with. You have to look at all the karmic ramifications that are coming down with everybody. And a lot of the people who are doing peace processing are trying to impose their will of peace upon other people, and that's an aggressive action. I mean, people have to really be educated towards peace. You've got to start out with very simple concepts. And it's, it's like in the Bible when 
Cain slew Abel, and God said, what happened? He said, am I my brother's keeper? And the answer is, yes, you are. And we know that answer because later on he said, how do you know that you are my disciples, that you do love one another? So there it's discussed again, just a more detailed example about how karma can be played out and that people will come back to balance certain actions. One thing that he didn't go into there, but certain areas or, or peoples or cultures have their karmas as well. And, and those can sometimes need balancing. And people will come back here to go through that balancing and to see if they've learned. And it looks like people aren't learning the lesson that's there for them. So thing about that is then the earth won't be pulled up anytime soon because a lot of people will need to come back and, and work through what they haven't learned. That doesn't mean that there won't be earth changes, climate changes, earth changes, things of that nature. But those of you who are too worried about the earth based on the people, the souls that may need to come back here in embodiment to work through their karmas, uh, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Now, that doesn't mean you can't be making things better in your community and in your world and in your life and supporting those things, which make for a better place here for ourselves, for our children, and cleaning up the environment, including and starting with your own psychic, mental, emotional environment. Because if you don't do that, everything flows from consciousness. So if you really want to start helping this world, you really do need to be moving your own inner awareness, your own consciousness into a more uplifted state. And from that place, you can affect change far more into this world from that higher level of consciousness. It's not an action of, of imposing your idea of peace on others because that is no longer a peaceful action. That's an aggressive action, as J.R. was saying. Um, but it really is moving into that part of education and that we can love and take care of each other. And one of the ways we sometimes take care of each other, at least that I found, is to leave people alone in terms of allow them the dignity of their own learning, their own experience. And if they're wrong, let them be wrong. You don't have to be the one to fight and correct everyone. You can allow God, allow their own soul, their own karma, understand that they are a divine being in this, having this human experience and that they, as you would like to be left to have your experience and that have enough respect and dignity for you that you get to have your own learnings, to do that same for others. And it reminds me, Jer had the nine magic words, God bless you, I love you, peace, be still. But he said in a relationship <laughs> that the nine magic words are, God bless you, I love you, leave me alone. <laughs> and on that note, 
God bless you all and have uh, a wonderful time in your life. Until next time, feel free to reach out to me. You can get me through my website, transcend.online. And I look forward to hearing from you. Goodbye. Just forgive yourself. Come on, let it be. Cause I'm free.